is now. It is recording. Welcome to Keys to the Jet Podcast. I'm your host, Blackbeard. Along with me, we have... Red, I'm here. And Rhino, we're sick. And Chipper. Yes. <laughs> yes, we have a very special guest today on... She... Well, is my sister, and Woo. for those of you that don't know, she is the main reason I became a crew chief in the Air Force. Dang, that's yes. rad. So we have Chipper. Here she is. Woo! Welcome to the episode Welcome. today. I don't know what number it is. We're it, way behind. So it could be like 20 or 22 or 30. I don't know. <laughs> I think we're in the twenties somewhere. Eleven teen. So you you obviously didn't get her badass skills as yeah. a mechanic, right? <laughs> you're you're just kind of like I'll just join, I guess. Yeah. Question. I'll just join. Question: Do you both have bow staff skills? No, I do not. No. Does she have bow staff skills? No. <laughs> no. Dang. So Ain't how'd you get skills? To, how'd you get him to join? Were you like, oh, dude, you get your name on the side of a gen, you get a ride? And then, like, it's really well. First cool. off, before you even get there, tell us about you. What was your career? What did you do? Um, so I did 10 years in patrol and reconnaissance, and then I did 10 years in C 130s. Ooh, trash haulers. Well, yeah. the, um, the Navy C 130s, the main job is hauling the special forces around. So, like, our Pry 1 was SEALs. Our pride two would be like EOD and uh, anybody. And then like our, the other thing we hauled around a lot was the animals, like the actual seals and dolphins, the Navy oh. commission, oh. like seals and dolphins and all those uh, types of people that detect mines for the ships. They like swim with the uh, fleets and uh, alert them to the mines. So high priority trash. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's pretty cool <laughs> were, were they were they e models h models um they were t models t models Ooh, dang something Ooh, way out of your late way something out of rhino your doesn't know about you never heard that before <laughs> well wait are they c-130s or are they p3s no they're c-130ts um the main purpose of them oh, was okay. tankers but uh we did the job better than the air force so they kicked us off that job <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And they were like, you guys can just use these to haul stuff now. You're not gonna refuel with them. Nice. <laughs> well, were they were they four blade props? Yeah. Okay. That's what I grew up on. I grew up on E models, H models, and then to the J, and then I came over to the F thirty five. Very cool. Freaking Oscar the Grouch over here. I like yeah. trash. I love <laughs> trash. You know, you talk crap, but until you actually work that plane, too. it's a beautiful plane to work. I mean, with. I worked on a trash hauler. Sort of, right? The J Star mm-hmm. and AWACS are those are those trash haulers? No, kind no. of. They're heavies, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, yes, they are technically trash haulers, but they don't haul trash, right? Like your guys' stuff. But... Different, different kind of trash, I guess. Yeah, yeah. different kind of trash. Just like bombers, they haul trash, but their trash goes boom. ABM trash, and then like. <laughs> Uh, reconnaissance trash, I guess. Well, awesome. So, how did you convince Blackbeard to uh, 
come out of his shell and join the military. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he graduated from high school. He didn't know what he wanted to do, I guess. And uh, I told him the Air Force was like the military, but like recess and naps. So he was like all over it. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's so true. <laughs> Especially now. <laughs> Especially now. Like they have timeout cards in basic now. You oh, yeah. That crap. In air, in air, it, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, I, I always kind of knew I was going to join the military. And like she said, I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't want to go to college. And she joined the Navy but when I was in middle school, I think, probably. And she started working on planes and then told me how cool airplanes would be to work on. I think she kind of wanted me to go the heavy route. But I think it was in MEPS or after boot camp when I got to pick between heavies and fighters. Fighters sounded cooler. So I just yeah. went with that. Yeah, only two types of aircraft fighters and targets, boy. Woo! It, that, that thing <laughs> was right. such a sham when you pick, uh, like you pick your bases or whatever they you what you could work on or like where you want to go. I picked. Mm-hmm. It, they were like, oh, if you pick overseas, like they're hurting for people. I picked nothing but overseas. I had didn't have one single stateside base on there, and I got Little Rock, Arkansas. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you love Bill Clinton. I was surprised. I actually got my first pick. Really? You, you, yeah. Yeah. Lucky. I got I, none. Because yeah. Next. It was weird. I think my first one was England. So I wanted to go to Lake and Heath. And, you know. I try. I want to go to Milton Hall. Work on the E-models over there. Yeah. Right. Because I was 15 guys. So they're like, do your dream sheet. All right. Well, I want to go to Lake and Heath. Nope. I want to go to Japan. Nope. I want to go to Alaska. Nope. I want to go to Mountain Home. Nope. I even picked Shady J. Like, they were still like, no. So then they were like, here, go to Tyndall. Go down there. <laughs> they, need, they need you down there. I think I had Milton Hall, Ramsign, Dakota, Godina. I think that was it. My first four choices. And then they were like, nah. You go to Little Rock, Arkansas. And then the other, like, eight or nine C-130 guys, they all got, like, Milton Hall and Godina. And I was like, what the hell? What were, uh, Chipper, what were some of your favorite stations that you can talk about? And do you have any funny stories from said <laughs> stations or TDYs or deployments or whatever? Um, I, I don't know. I like being in California just because that is home. But um, West Coast, West Coast, and ha <laughs> I know. Well, I don't know how the Air Force is, but with at least with the Navy, like the West Coast is way more like chill than the East Coast. Like the East Coast Navy is super anal retentive so but i've done both I've done east coast and west coast but like with the c-130s you basically had um like a home base and then you you were never home um so i i mean i've, I've all those places you named that were on your dream sheet i've been to all those places and more um e? probably one of the co- coolest things we did on c-130s is uh we had to haul a plane full of cash one time like they it was just five mm. pallets of cash <laughs> like that was kind of cool. <laughs> what yeah yeah. yeah each so, pallet though had uh, two armed guards there's like two armed guards <laughs> per pallet it's like doing uh prisoner transports that i'm gonna say like have you ever see how they put these people on the uh, on the tarps man like they they put a tarp on the floor and then they use the d-rings on the on the floor of the 130 and they use the um which chip you probably remember the, the cargo chains that were in the back they would like lay yeah. those across their their legs basically and then just crank them down 
so they, they would cut a circulation off to their legs and these <laughs> dudes are just chained to the floor basically until they got Allegedly. to Gitmo. They Allegedly. That's crazy. No, that's part of the Geneva Convention. That's how they transport high-value prisoners. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, transporting cash, that's pretty cool. That's like a the aerial laundromat, basically, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Launder it. Because I'm assuming it was coming from the Middle East to... I don't know, America somewhere. Yeah, it was. Oh, it was just a, a base that was on an island, and they had to get the money off the island because, oh. like, the ship would pull in, and like all the all the people on the ships have cash for some reason. Um, like all the so like the sailors would come into the exchanges and just buy up everything in the exchanges when they'd have like you know shore leave for a day or two or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they'd pay cash for everything, so there'd just be like a ludicrous amount of cash on the island. So then they'd have to get it off. Mm. They just give you the little pogs back. Remember the pogs, that they dude? Gave? Those pogs are garbage. The coins, yeah, but <laughs> most most people would like throw them away. I found some the other yeah. day. Yeah, most, I still find most, them randomly. Most people would throw them away. So while you're cents. on deployment, while you're on deployment, you just stack them up. You just put them in a bag because yeah. people are just like whatever. Leave them all over the tent. You're like cool. Hey, anybody's nobody, nobody's. Oh, the person who had these left. Okay, cool. And then at the end, you go buy, uh, I don't know, some cool Bose headphones, you know, that you waked <laughs> up in pogs. Is that like, like, no, it was when you, I'm sure you noticed it when you're deployed overseas. They don't want to mail the coins because they weigh more than what they're worth. So uh, it's just pogs that say, that's like, what they call that's what they literally Bose call them. So I don't know if like the Navy did the same thing with like the PX instead of the BX, but uh, they would just say like 25 cents or five whatever, cents, 10 cents. Yeah. No, the the navy just gets rid of pennies, so they just round up mm-hmm. or down. Like they still have quarters, nickels, and dimes. Maybe just well, they have big old boats to haul them around. So I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, and balance on airplanes. Wait, and balance on boats. Probably different. Yeah. Uh, the other cool thing, like when I was on reconnaissance, I, I don't know. If Jay talked. I heard you guys a couple weeks ago. You guys were talking about um, like off the coast of California with the um, different you are they called UAP sightings now yeah oh yeah yeah so when in in 2004 when that pilot the navy pilot in the fa-18 he saw the the tic tac mm-hmm. um so he colonel. Pulled, like, what was his name uh, colonel uh i just had his name but i forgot it never mind <laughs> i wrote it down um but they were off like the nimitz and uh they like reported it to the pentagon and they like sent the pentagon all the videos and everything and this this like changed my whole like some of this i mean i was an e5 nothing at the time so like like this was all above my pay grade all this stuff that was going on um but then they did a big 60 minutes thing on it and i and it filled in like a ton of the gaps for me so like all the stuff that i learned from the 60 minutes uh show it said that basically like after that pilot saw it off the coast um they then uh reported to the pentagon and the Pentagon uh, didn't know what to do with it. Like, because I guess even though we all believe that there's like all these top secret bases all over the place that deal with alien technology and all that kind of stuff, uh, the Pentagon was like, uh, we don't do that. And uh, they talk about that on the 60 Minutes show. Because you worked on P3s and you were like an AVI type thing, right? Um, I was avionics and yeah. I was in flight. You just changed yeah. a lot of boxes. That's cool about the aliens, dude. It's probably. It's I mean, probably, it, might be, it might be, it might be us. I've, I've seen some stuff where they say us, so I don't know. It's probably us, and they were like, "We want you to go see. <laughs> we're gonna fly this thing. <laughs> see if you can find. We us. want you to go look." To <laughs> and see then you're like, "Oh, you're like. right there." 
Oh, damn it. And then they go, all right, back to the drawing board. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Like, it comes out of the desert like Yucca Man. And, like, it was it was just one of them. Because I can't remember if it was that video or the other one where, he, like, you can hear the pilots flying around and, like, looking at them and talking about, like, they're, they're everywhere. Like, all these things. There was a big whirlpool off the coast of California. And this thing would fly in and out of the middle of the whirlpool. to go into the water. And there's videos you can see of it going in and out of the water. But it's got no flights. Like, you guys all yeah. know what an airplane is and how an airplane flies. Like, basic. like eh, Kind of. it has no flight surfaces it has no flight controls it has no heat signature like it's got no propulsion system like what Mm. is it yeah that's that's trippy i think it i believe it i believe it was real i just don't know if it was alien or us i know for for me i've always been a believer like oh i believe you know there you look up at the stars right and you you have to think like we can't be the only planet out there you know what I mean? Like we we can't be the only people out there with like tech, you know, civilization or whatever it may be, um, out there in the universe. So yeah, like I've said before, I do believe that like there's probably life out there somewhere. Hey, Red, Red is Goodyear in the waiting room? No. Yes. Maybe. Yes, he is. Welcome, oh. Goodyear. Oh. You guys hear that? You're welcome. I feel like I'm in a demented version of the Brady Bunch. We yep. are. <laughs> oh, here's a story of a man named Brady. Welcome. Good morning. What's up, y'all? Yeah, Guten Morgen. Are you Alice? <laughs> <laughs> I know how to cook. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm a little right. out of it. I'm, I'm running on like two hours of sleep. I didn't get back to the house until about four o'clock this morning, so... And then I hey, had to man. jump right into class. Yeah, fun's fun. the word, but F starts it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I kind of popped into the waiting room during this really deep conversation about extraterrestrials and everything. And, you know, here I thought I was just going to be walking into Rhino talking about crew chiefing Winnebagos. So. <laughs> That's a good one, Winnebagos. Yeah, yeah, that is a good one. Um, uh, what was the thing from Spaceballs called? Uh, oh, it was a Winnebago. Uh, but, Winnebago. Yeah. I thought it had a name. I don't sure did. I don't remember. It was a Mog. Remember what was the John Candy? It was a Mog, right? Yeah. Yeah. What was, it, what was his name? Barf. 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 Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I still love how they they put like Michael Winslow in there when he's playing with the the sensors or whatever, and he's like, oh, it's been jammed, and then all the jam starts <laughs> coming down, and he's like it's a raspberry. There's only raspberry. one person that uses raspberry. Lone Star. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. we have Goodyear joining us now. And oh, you've probably heard us. Our gracious host. Goodyear. Gracious host. Yeah. So, yeah, let's hear a little bit about Goodyear. Well, background. first off, what number tire are you on? <laughs> oh, I lost count years ago. Um, <laughs> Okay. I, mean, I How about can tell you, if I broke out a Julian calendar, I'm in the 240 day range right now. Holy <laughs> dang, dude! Dang. That's Let me knock on wood. Uh, it's it's over. I just jinxed it. Don't worry about it. Just call us if you need a ride. I'll pick you up on the bike. You can ride. <laughs> no. you can ride reverse cowboy. No. That's the only <laughs> way, though. <laughs> well, he just got a really nice bike, but I heard he's getting a sidecar. That way, he can hold two people. You're welcome in at any time, Rhino. I'm down, dude. Get one of those scarves, one of the scarves oh, yeah. with the goggles. I'm down. Goggles, yeah. All day. All I was day. gonna, I was gonna dress up like Doctor Jones, like his dad. You know the, 
the fedora and glasses and just and just yell at Goodyear the entire time. You should get a so, bike. We should all get a bike. Start a biker gang. Yeah. Let's so what are start. the rules to this whole thing? Do I have to like sniffle every 30 seconds and cough yes. every once in a while just for red? Please, please don't. Okay. Please don't. <laughs> I will fight you all. I will fight you. Farts and burps encourages. Uh, uh, well, um, so we can just do that the whole time. All right, continue. I apologize for interrupting your what do you call it? What introduction? Oh, that's so right. yeah, well, yeah. Oh, that's what I, I do. Introduce our other guest there, Blackbeard, to Goodyear. Oh, Goodyear. This is my sister, Chipper. Chipper, Goodyear. Oh, nice to know yeah. you have family. Yeah. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. Good to know Blackbeard comes from somewhere. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the C. Yar. <laughs> Did they probe you? If they did, it's a repressed memory. I, I hope to get it back someday. <laughs> <laughs> don't want to lose that one. <laughs> yeah. Just, why do all the good times disappear? I don't know. Come um, back. So I guess uh introducing myself. I'm originally from the East Coast. Worked in restaurants for quite a while. Uh, owned one for a couple of years. And when I finally shut it down, I decided I wanted a, a real job. So I joined the Air Force. What type um, of restaurant? It, well, mine was a delivery and carry out near a uh, very large college campus in Virginia. Um, we're open from four in the afternoon till four in the morning. Um, Dang. Yeah. Well, 90% of my business was after midnight uh, when the bar started closing down. Um, Hell yeah. Like, like I said, it was delivery. I don't want you messing my place up. Let me come to your place. And after the first year, I got my liquor license. So we started delivering beer. Mm. Pegs, bottled beer. So, like, I would do a special on Friday night, large one topping pizza and a six pack of Budweiser for 10 bucks. Um, so, that turned into chaos pretty fast. Once, like I said, once I once I shut the restaurant down, I, I, I wanted a real job. So, I joined the Air Force. I had one other job in between as an architectural design guideline administrator, which, um, if you ever lived in an HOA and you put your a new mailbox up and it's not on the approved palette of colors, I'm the guy who wrote you the nasty letter. So Goodyear is actually probably one of the nicest names I've been called in a long time. Um, <laughs> which I just, I'm still real thrilled that that one came out. Damn you, HOA. Um, uh. <laughs> yeah, did you join in the 1900s too? No. Oh, um, you did so, no butterscotch? No. If I, had, if I had joined directly out of high school, I would have uh, in the early 1990s. Um, 1990s. That's right. Uh, I waited until. <laughs> Sorry, he's a little the... slow. Hooked <laughs> <laughs> on phonics work for me. Now I, I waited until after uh, Y2K to to join. Um, wanted to make sure the Earth wasn't going to fall out of the solar system. Um, I remember. And actually, that. I remember. That I went on death right too. before 9/11, um, and. I was supposed to ship out like in August. No, sorry, October. Supposed to ship out in October, and then 9/11 happened, and they just didn't let anybody in for a while. They were starting to vet everybody again. Mm. Um, so the Air Force had told me, "Quit your job. You're going to ship any day now." And three months later, <laughs> I didn't ship. So I started picking up bartending gigs for tips only. Uh, right up until the day they called me and said, "Okay, you need to be at, uh, at the recruiters tomorrow." Okay, cool. Um, Woo, big blue. Yeah. Yeah. So background is egress, ejection seats and escape systems, uh, chair repair. 
Um, <laughs> did that for uh, for Uncle Sam for a few years, and then uh, I actually ended my enlistment a little bit early. Uh, transferred the remainder of my service to reserves, and go ahead, call individual ready reserve um, inactive. I'll, you'll get a throat punch. Because I got recalled twice. Um, We're keyboard warriors. I, you can't throw punches. Throw punches. <laughs> I know where y'all work. <laughs> oh, I know where a couple of you live. Uh, um, so allegedly, then I went to uh, the Nameless Faceless Corporation as a janitor, which is where I'm at now. Been there for 19 years. I love being a janitor. That's fun. Yeah, that must be an old mop handle. <laughs> <laughs> Just it's down to a toothpick now. now. <laughs> I think uh, yeah, you're like been, um, you're, you're uh one of the the higher janitors that have like uh you know your name on the side of the mop bucket and things like that, right? That's what I'm told, yeah. Yeah, nice. I like it. I'm jealous. I like it. Don't be. <laughs> it's a platinum mop bucket. <laughs> really big Hopefully. mop bucket. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully nobody shits in mine like they do at work. <laughs> I've still no, that's not a thing. Oh, yeah. Or it, yeah, yeah the fan, Phantom. I don't Cooper. get it. Not in the I last like, year though. No, it hasn't happened in a couple of years. Um, now I am going to knock on some wood. Um, you know, when I first went to the U two program, my very first assignment was to figure out who was shitting in the sinks. Like really. <laughs> That that's the game we play today. Okay, wow. So I had to literally stake out the men's room, waiting waiting for somebody to upper deck the, the thing. Sitting <laughs> there with your binoculars, I see. Yeah, you. actually caught the guy. Not just in the a, act, but just caught him with his pants down right before, right before. <laughs> just full time yeah. drug drug demand reduction. Like just. Ah, do you have to handcuff him and stuff? With gloves on and everything? Uh, there was the only physicality was hand me your badges. Let's go for a walk. <laughs> Don't touch anything. Don't touch his badges, bro. That's gross. Ugh. Somebody had to do it. Yeah. So, okay, who's got fab? Who's got fab today? Is this still Rhino? Rhino, you still have fab? Yeah, he's somewhere over there. What's he doing? <laughs> Sleeping. Has anyone seen the real fab? No. He's an elusive creature. Yeah, save the warthog, bro. <laughs> Pumba. Uh, has he said anything about that? No, I don't think I don't think he's even heard it yet. Oh, he liked it on Instagram, the video. Oh, he did? That yeah, that came over from Vertex. I guess they called him Pumba when he'd run around with some other skinny guy on the flight line. They called him Timon and Pumba when they were crewing F-15s over there. The, the whole the whole the, the whole video is great until the end when it was like they call me Mr. Pig. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> did you just say that? And then the slow motion at the end where he's running. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just picture Fab trying to like run to get chalks or something, you know? Run to get two double whoppers. Chipper's probably Actually, like, him in, moving. Chipper's probably like, oh, this is a great conversation. So Chipper, that's well, I don't know how the Navy was, but good segue. <laughs> <laughs> but uh you worked in maintenance for what, the first half of your Navy career, but yeah. it was a pretty crazy and dick and fart jokes all over the place. <laughs> well, so I was one of the very first people after Clinton signed that women could be in combat positions. So like my first command, they didn't even have women's bathrooms. We had a flippy thing on the door. Like if you were going in, you flipped it to a female 
and then you, but like it was a men's bathroom like urinals and you know the whole nine yards so and then like uh the uh changing rooms uh for air crew i was the only i was one of the first female air crew for the for the navy like part of like a pilot program so for my first probably at least five years i never saw another female air crewman uh but towards the end of my career it was like almost 50 50 like men to women uh but yeah it was it was real weird um in maintenance it was just all men and then like me <laughs> so yeah it had all it was just basically like working with all men there weren't really women around how, how many red how many uh how many dicks did you see drawn on your c-130 there, there had to be in a bunch so like the a, c-130 a metric fuck ton as you guys know probably who have been in the military more recently like i got out in 2016 was when i retired but um probably the last three to five years of my career everything got real pc you know like mm. up and up so we had what we called the library and it was basically um you know the bunk that's in the um cockpit of this yeah there's a yeah. bunk in the cockpit yeah what? well there's, what? Two, there's two there's two technically the hilton is that what you guys called it <laughs> we called it the library because like if you lifted up the mattress for the bunk it was just all porn yeah <laughs> But towards the end of my career, uh, somebody found the library and ported it, you know, so then it became like we had a safety stand down about the library and you know how that goes. <laughs> Someone always yeah. ruins it for everyone else. Yeah. yeah. That's like, that's like, uh, I talked about it before, but there was like an investigation over on the 15 side at Nellis and that, that they did an investigation to see who and how many dicks were drawn on things. <laughs> so they went around the squadron. There were dicks everywhere because they because people were drawing them on whiteboards and the green books, you know, the green um, turnover books all over in there. They were all over in intakes. I mean, engine bays, they were everywhere, dude. You know, so they did like an investigation. I don't know what the findings were or why, <laughs> you know, who like spearheaded that awesome investigation on like did and did they tally them like how many you know <laughs> that's my question like did they tally them well what were their findings i want to see it you know what i mean but it's, it was kind of weird but funny uh, I, I think that's so bad do you have to fuck up to be the dick counter yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can be the pee pee checker yeah i mean you can be the meat well i mean you were you were the shit watcher so <laughs> <laughs> true all right point taken <laughs> That was the only good thing about getting an Article 15 in the Air Force is I never had to be a peepee checker. <laughs> I always had fun. I always had yep. fun with those guys. I would always pull my pull my shirt up to my chin. And drop drop pants, pants to the ground. Yeah, I would always be that guy. I think the the worst one we had. This is when I was on an OT. There, there was a he was actually our lead tech, and he always carried a grease pencil. And this guy was very very artistic. And in the intake of an of thirty five, there was a whole city that would that was made of. It, it was called Dictopia, and in an F thirty five. Oh my god! Yeah, and you had like Dick trees. You had the Dick Sun. You had Dick buildings. You had uh, there was a Dick plane that was dropping little Dick parachuters. Like it was very like picture watching Super Bad and all those like crazy drawings that he made. It was like that inside the whole intake. Well, it sat there forever. 
Well, the mod team from Fort Worth came out and they we pulled the engine and <laughs> and they had some VP come out that was going around to different mod team sites to see their work. And apparently she crawled up inside the engine bay and and there there was Dictopia. And we need uh, di the dick counter up again <laughs> from back from the like early second episode dick counter up again. And I remember our flight chief. He's just this tall, lanky dude. Uh, Sid is what we called him. And he was from the he was from Brooklyn, like hardcore in the Bronx. So he had that hardcore New York accent. And he was just like, can you do there, it? Go over there and clean them fucking dicks out of the goddamn <laughs> intake right now. Like, like he made good. all of us. So we all like quietly oh, went over there with some like alcohol wipes and <laughs> trying to clean it real quick. Sistine Chapel of dicks. But they were on there for so long <laughs> that as soon as you cleaned them off, all like the outlines were all there. So you couldn't get rid of the outline. So I was like, well, it is what it is at this point. Let's so. go to paint. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I'm Paul Ello. Yeah. When, when I checked into my first command, um, like I said, there weren't women there. Uh, and the avionics shop had this beautiful, I mean, gorgeous. I'll send it to, um, what's his name? Blackbeard. <laughs> hey, what's your fucking name again? Um, I'll send him the picture and he can show it to you guys later. Uh, mm. But it, it, it started out as just these pinup girls, and but they were naked. And they were carrying like avionics gear. And um, at some point they put clothes on them before I got there. So, but you, you can still see like nipples and stuff. And then um, by the time I left there, uh, somebody had complained and they had painted over it, but it, it, it was a gorgeous like mural. Like I was actually kind of bummed to see it go. I thought it was. Pretty <laughs> they did that a lot to my first squadron. I was in the fighting furies, the first fighter squadron AMU. You were good year. You probably remember that over there. I don't know how long you were at Tyndall. Oh, fucking problem. But uh, oh, hey, whoa! All right, first and finest, dude. Hey, look how up? he turned out. Well, <laughs> all right, yeah. I mean, everybody they we would just find tits all over the place, like you know, because she had the if I I could bring up a picture here. Let me find a picture. For you know what? It makes a lot of sense why they sent you to the first because they were red. Yes, I love it. I'm glad I went to the first first, second ninety fifth. Well, I mean, Chipper, you probably remember on the on the nav table they had that little plexiglass cover. <clears throat> that sometimes like the navigators would put like little charts or maps on them. Well, we never really used that in the desert. So we all, and they were all P <clears throat> like, like PC. So they were all clothes and stuff, but we would name all of our airplanes over there. And we had like a, a like a pinup girl from like the forties or fifties. Bro, if you keep you clearing know. your throat like that, we're going <laughs> to. <laughs> and so we, we, we put that on the nav table and just like a, you named it or whatever, and it, they were fully clothed. They weren't naked or anything. And I guess we had some D DV come through, and it was an army colonel, and and she thought that it was very offensive that we had like morale, like like pinup girl, and like the air crew did it with us. Like we had female loadmasters that were like, yeah, that looks awesome. Like that looks cool. Like it's historic. And like, but even then, it was like nothing was bad, but they weren't naked. Like yours probably were. Like I said, I didn't see them naked. They had clothes on by the time I got there, but. You could, I don't know. I'll send the picture. You guys can see it. Dining table, the dining suite in the Winnebago. It was a fold out. It, it, it converted to a bed, you know, safe space. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I missed this. You said a, a freaking dining table in, in your trash hauler. No, we never had a no. dining table. <laughs> okay. Then I'm far behind. I'm sorry. I apologize. We, 
we had a galley like we had a an oven and sink and the, actually the old, older ones were not that great but the new j models coming out they have a freaking a microwave oven just to warm the towels for the pilots Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although we did go get a one of those whole chickens from the commissary one day, and you could put it in there, and we cooked it in the microwave one time. Sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. It was actually pretty good. One time we cook a chicken in a microwave. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> we did that. It can't, do that on, can't do that on a fifteen, can you? <laughs> no, no. Hey, you just stick I, it in the in the exhaust, the exhaust on a stick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> While you're trying to get an exhaust sample, yes. You never heard that joke where the, the C-130 is flying along and the F-15 comes up and the F-15 pilot's like, huh, look at these losers. Hey, guys, check this out. And he does all these Let's cool see. maneuvers and stuff and, and all that crap. And he comes back and he's all puffing and puffing because he's G-Waste. So he's like, what do you think about that? And the 130 pilot's like, that's pretty, that's pretty cool, man, but check this out. And so they're sitting there waiting. F-15 pilot's like, it's been like 30 minutes and then just keep flying straight And the pilot comes back and he's like what do you think about that he's like what do you mean he's like oh dude i i, I went and refreshed my coffee i went i went and took a shit uh I, I took a shower while i was at it and i came back up here and i, I washed my hands in the in the sink and and i, I, I made myself made myself another breakfast Friday. and i i sat up i sat back up here and he's just like you guys are dumb and just flew away that's how it is no it's luxury you think fighter pilots don't take a shit in a cockpit let me introduce <laughs> you to the world of egress <laughs> yeah you know how many oh, times yeah. i received a call i need you to come out to the jet with a c-pad what did he do yeah i want to hear about some funny stuff here oh god <clears throat> so the f-15 um has a has a pyro system for the ejection system um, and it's a series of detonating cords and initiators and everything. Well, the D model has a pan, well, and the E model has a panel uh, behind the aft seat rails called Pyro 3. And if you've never done one before, it'll take you a good solid full shift, maybe even longer. Um, I've seen some guys take 12 hours to put it in. It's a royal pain in the ass. There's 76 explosives on it, 28 bolts that hold it in place. And, um, two that go right through the dead center of it. And of course, those are the last ones you have to do. So if you drop the bolt inside the panel, then you have to take the whole panel back out. So we send a guy out there, I won't say his name, but um, we send a guy out there to go do the job and he comes back in like two hours. Like, no fucking way, no. And we go and we check the the bomb room and the parts racks and there's like this baggie full of washers and nuts and bolts and clamps and like, dude, what is that? Well, them's just spare parts. Get your happy ass back out to the airplane. Them's a spare part. No fucking way. Um, probably the worst one as far as bio was, uh, and, and this actually happened out at Camp Eddie. We had a pilot that was testing um, diapers. Yep, I that remember was, that. That was the test. And uh, the whole point was for them to soil themselves in flight. So, you know, they were just drinking gobs of water the whole time and everything. and so we were covering them juice. in chocks. What's that? Prune juice. Oh, I hope we no. had butterscotches and prune juice. We recovered the jet. It's in chocks. Sorry, he's slow again. Sorry. <laughs> Dude climbs up the ladder after the after the air crew exits, goes to pin the seat, puts his hand right in the middle of it, and it just it was like stepping on a wet carpet. Just it all came up. It's like With yeah, so many seat pads. Yep. <laughs> I'm not swapping that one. Sorry. I'm going to teach the air crew how to do it. I'm not swapping that one. 
We had all sorts of stupid shit in egress. Were you there at Tyndall, second AMU? No, first. First or second? The crew chief removed a rocket from the seat. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You had to, You probably had to come out and contain it, take care of it. Yes. I think dude lost a stripe for that, or losses, so I forget. But it was a big fucking deal. He's like, here, I got the rocket motor out. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and then- we used to have problems with, with people doing that, and um, especially down at the 43rd, the F-22 yeah. seat has leg Wrapped restraints. Um, it has leg restraints that are Velcroed in around the leg wells. It, it's Velcro. They come out. You know, it, it lays down on the floor. Well, we used to have problems with crew chiefs going and just and back up. I mean, it's just Velcro taps, right? So one day I'm out there doing what's called an egress final inspection, and I happen to look under the seat to do a FOD check, and I noticed that when the crew chief had put the, the leg restraints back up, they had crossed them. So really what it would have done is turn into a high-speed tourniquet if, if an ejection had occurred. Shit, that's not cool. Those um, Raptor guys, gosh, <laughs> can't take them anywhere. You know, it's, it's funny. Yep. I listened to y'all's podcast in the truck and um, on my way back and forth from Nameless Faceless Corporation, and I, I find myself screaming at the radio constantly <laughs> because y'all talk about the aerospace industry is so incestuous. I, I find myself hearing some of the same stuff that I live and never knew you guys at the time, but like the the Canada TDY. Oh boy, <laughs> lovely. Yeah, I was on that one. Um, there were a couple of Key West TDYs that were kind of messy. Listen, those are all the uh, the real the really hard hard you know assignments over there at Tyndall. Well, you know you had the Key West and uh, what was it? New Orleans. New Orleans yeah. was I heard was really yeah. good and. You were probably there on that one. I didn't do New Orleans. I did yeah. just about every Key West that came up. At least or the 43rd. Any... We didn't start going to New Orleans till like later, like a few years before. No, a year, like before I left. Prior to so that, I was, was there 04 to 09. Yeah, it would have been like 11, 10. That's when no. they started getting like three <clears throat> jets up off the ground instead of just one or two. Because you'd see, as a 15 guy, you'd see like six taxi down to, to EOR and then like, Five of them taxi back and only one go and fly. Then you're like, wow, Raptor's great. I remember uh, 43rd putting eight jets up in the air one morning and ops thought they were hot shit. They wanted to turn them all. <laughs> and they did an eight turn one. Like, how'd that work <laughs> out for you guys? <laughs> you go. It was like yeah. when I was in OT. Raptor power. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, were, we were trying. So, you know, the, the, or Alice came out with like, it's, you know, we want to we want to try to break the system, right? That was that was our test. Can't talk about team. that. Can't talk about that. It's not even classified. I don't know. Allegedly, I'm just I'm just shooting the shit here. It was a TDY. I'm just bullshitting. <laughs> so so gullible. It, but so we we took a bunch of airplanes up to Volk in Wisconsin, um, which a lot of people go up there with like Northern Lightning and stuff like that. Um, and our goal was to do a six turn six turn four turn four turn three turn three turn two turn two, and we made it six turn. Six turn four, and then he tried to log in the computer, and it was like, Chook. what that in math? What that in math? How <clears throat> much fuel will use? It was a lot, <laughs> but needless to say, the system couldn't handle it, and it just it fried itself. So we we sat there for like five days until a new new one came in, so we could continue. It didn't work, but uh, I was part of the on the other side where um, Mr. Serma. Uh, Mr. Cleveland, they were all brand new airmen, and DT was like, Here you go. Names. Just gonna say, way to throw the names out there, yeah, well, fucker. Well, they, whatever. Well, okay, well, when he comes guys, on here, I'm gonna have hey, him, 
I'm gonna have him come on here and like scold you for using his name. He's well, a very we, scolding we person. Have you ever said... talked to Surma? He's he'll <laughs> scold you very, very Yeah, but he's like a timid cat. You can just tell him go away and he'll just put his head down and walk away. He'll be like, Listen, listen, please don't use my name like that. We said the same let's, thing and then we've said our names like thousands of times. Let's so all be friends. Let's all be friends. Anyway, and they brought him over and that was that was my first test of development, a test where I didn't really understand it was a like a Lockheed program, not an Air Force program. Whoa, and you can't whoa. <laughs> Fuck. You can't say that shit. <coughs> okay, it's a janitor it program. Janitor program. <laughs> well, basically, they, they couldn't do anything. So it was like, here's two new airmen, train them, and it was like, cool. Can you go do this? And they were like, we can't, we can't do that. We don't know how to do that. That was just mind-boggling to me that newer airmen couldn't do that type of stuff. Stupid janitor program. Look, now you become one of us. One of us. One of us. One of us. I love being a janitor over there, man. And now I yell be janitor later today. Now yell at people because they can't follow mopping procedures. Simple <laughs> things. It happens sometimes. Left, right. Left, right. Dip, mop. Squeegee, mop out. Repeat. Okay. Good year. You just talked yourself into writing an SOI. <laughs> How to mop. <laughs> Good you can't year. say that. You can't say that. You can't. <laughs> you can't say that. We don't use those. Uh, so, okay. So how long were you in? Me? Um, yes. Active duty, three years. Uh, and then on the reserves for the remaining five. Weekend warrior, uh, five. Okay. Uh, I did not do the weekend duty thing. Okay. So you weren't a weekend warrior. You were kind of just no. like, eh, I'm here. Yeah. Just call I'm, me I'm, if you need me. And they did. But yeah, I wound up. Uh, I was active duty at Nellis, and then yeah, yeah. Then I went to uh, Tyndall from there. Did about almost six years there. Wound up going to the corporation's location uh, in Texas for a few months. Came out to Camp Eddie, and then did about a year at uh, Naval Air Station Patuxent River, Maryland. Yeah, um, it was and then went well. I was actually supposed to only be there TDY for three weeks. I stepped off the plane, and they asked me, "How long can you stay?" And at the time, my marriage was in a, a, a state of turmoil, and I said, open-ended. So I stuck it out for about a year, um, which went over swimmingly. It packed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Woo! And, and then went, came back to Camp Betty, and I have alternated between there and the company's place in Southern California. Uh, I, this is like my third tour at uh, Camp Betty. When were you at PAX? Um, what year was that? I got there oh, I just January got 3rd, reference. 2010, and I left right before Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. I got there in 2015. I've done a couple TDYs back there, and it looks identical to when I was there in 10. Yeah, it's the same. You got, got them all in a row. You know, FTCEs are out, out where they should be, you know, not Chipper. in an office. Chipper, were you ever up at near like uh, Pax River? Yeah, I was just about to say, I'm like, that that was the only place on the East Coast that had a Del Taco, but then they closed it. I remember they had a Sabaro. I loved it. I was eating. Bro, I turned into a fat house. I loved them. The Wawa, dude. The Wawa down the street was yes. the best. The Wawa yes. was the best. Like, we would try and get off base, escape base, like, get there as fast as we can, get our Wawa stuff and get back to uh, the squadron before anybody said anything. But uh, yes, the Wawa. The Wawa has also some. a Sheets. 
they only have at Thanksgiving called the Gobbler, and it's basically like Thanksgiving <laughs> turkey, uh, like cranberry sauce, like mashed potatoes stuffing on a roll. That sounds <laughs> awesome right now. I would eat like ten of those. Yeah, I've probably <laughs> ten of those. <laughs> <laughs> Get in my belly. They also had a Sheets gas station that used to make the best burgers, yeah. bullet burgers. Yeah, Sheets right across the street, sort of. Yeah. yeah. No, I first got introduced to Sheets uh, last week when I was back in Ohio for my buddy's wedding. And you go in there, it's like a normal gas station, and they have all the touch pads, and you can do your own order. Like they got a lot of stuff in there: not pizza, burgers. That's all made-to-order stuff. It was crazy. They also have the beer cave. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Which, by the way, it is not legal to consume inside of. Don't ask me how I know. (laughs) It was for testing purposes only. Did you know that in Ohio, if it's after 9 o'clock, you can't buy liquor, and then you can only buy beer till 11 p.m.? That's like in some parts of Texas where you get dry counties, and then you have to, like, roll over into something else to to, uh, consume alcohol. Or you have a lot of – you have some strip clubs that sell beer. And alcohol, and then some strip clubs where it's BYOB, which I enjoyed those the most because you would get there a little late and you had like people going, you had sailors going back to base, and they were like, dude, we got this big bucket of beer, we'll sell it for like five bucks. And I was like, let's go, what's up, dude? I didn't have to spend a lot. And then you throw change on stage and get kicked out and all that stuff, you know. I think Pennsylvania had the weirdest liquor laws I've ever heard. You could get like hard liquor everywhere like at the state stores at the gro- like then you could get wine at the grocery stores but you couldn't get beer anywhere except a bar or a beer distributor and if you got it from a beer distributor you can only buy it in a 24 pack or higher hmm. wow like, i don't that's, know what problem that's, that's solving weird. <laughs> that's weird it's probably it's probably because there's a lot of amish there i don't know where the theory would go but there's probably a it has to maybe something to do with the Amish. I don't really yeah. know. Just yeah, the ball you see random. a lot of like high speed chases with buggies in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's a problem. Listen, uh, do you think that there are like Amish police that police the Amish? They have like reds and blues up on their buggy while they're chasing the other no. buggy. They just have faster horses to get away from those horses. I don't know. I'm not Amish. I have no idea. I'm just asking the questions, man. That's the best Hard excuse ever. You know how many times questions. I've heard. When I lived in Ohio, of uh, like the um, <clears throat> the guy would be drunk, passed out, but the horse is just going down the road because the horse knows how to get home, and they're just like, well, I mean, he's technically not driving. The horse, yeah, the horse will take him home. Well, there are a lot of just, Amish in Ohio. Yeah, there's a whole uh, town called Middlefield. Uh, Middlefield is uh, is predominantly Amish. It's huge. Were uh, you Amish? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Can't tell from Although, the yeah. Although if you dress if you dress like an Amish guy and drive a car, people tend to freak out. Oh boy. Whistling diesel, he did that. I learned in um living in Maryland, like I live near Pax River, and that's like a huge Amish area there. And uh they can take Uber. I learned that. Interesting. And they do. And the Uber them because they stink so bad and they don't tip St. Mary's, right? <laughs> well then you have Mennonites. Mennonites can drive cars and stuff like that. They they're not, they're not full Amish. They they still do some of the practice, but they can drive cars and have TVs and some electronics, but kind of Amish light. Yeah, <laughs> Amish light. What a mess. Mm, sure. Right there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Sorry, I had some pre workout this morning. I'm uh, super hype. Yeah. So Chipper, there's you've. I don't. Know, I think you've been all over the place because I remember hearing you talk about it, but. 
Like, where are some of the places that you were either stationed or went to? So we mainly had um, the Middle East. Like, we would dead out of um, Bahrain. And then um, we Italy was a big one that we'd go to a lot. And then Japan. So those were, like, our main. But from there, we'd go everywhere. But then we'd also just fly everywhere all the time, like, from home base. Like, I was saying with the, the animals uh, that we would fly around an interest. Like, they would... They wouldn't feed them, so their stomachs would be empty when they load them onto the plane, and uh, they would just fart the whole flight, and the whole plane would just like, oh my god, you can't breathe. It's horrid. Did you drop them out the back? No. <laughs> like <laughs> drop them in the water out the back? Like you need to get out of here, stinky whale. No, they'd have like these. Uh, they look like Legos, like big giant Legos, and they'd create these like uh, tanks that were palletized for them um, with the Legos, and then they fill it with a little bit of water, and then put them in there. And then we just fly them around. But yeah, it, they keep the plane at like uh, 32 degrees or 40 degrees or something. It was freezing cold in the plane and full of animal farts. It was horrid. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys land on boats with those with those airplanes? No, we didn't. Did you guys see that one C-130 that they were, yep. were testing with the, yeah. the carrier landing at one time? So you, when cool. when they when they did that, he ba- he had like no fuel in that 130. And he had to time it just right, just as he crossed the end of the deck. He had to go in max reverse to just hit just right. And he did it like a couple, like four or five times, I think it was. That was the only time they did it. Have was you guys an Air Force one? I have to look back. No, it was Navy. It was uh, Marine Corps, I think. Does the Air Force do Andros Island? Andrews? No, Andros. It's Andros. It's, uh, I don't know. It's like the Bahamas. Anyways, that's a little tiny airfield, like. Um, and we would fly in and out of there with the C-130s, but you had to be almost at no fuel. And then you have to fly from there to Key West to fuel. Like it was like you were basically you had enough fuel to make it from there to Key West. Hmm. Just just to be able to take off out of there. Little hops, little hop. Yeah. But we had hmm. one time we landed in Andros and um, you can't you can't get fuel in Andros. You have to. So you have to, you know, you have to plan. OK, so we're going to burn this amount of fuel getting to Andros. And then we got to take off out of Andros with this amount of fuel. And we're putting this amount of cargo on, so we got to be under this weight because there's like a there's like a no like drop dead. Yeah, there's weight. a whole chart thing that the flight engineers do. Yeah, well, the load masters do it in the navy, but that that That's was right. like my job. But the um, we landed in Andros, and the the flight engineer for some reason he decided he was he was maybe doing like a some kind of fuel checks, and he he didn't know that the um, externals were fueled. Somebody had fueled the externals and not told him. And so, like, we had to spend, like, a week defueling the plane. It was crazy. Because they only had, like, one little fuel cart, you know? So you had to, like, you know, <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> like, externals hold, what, about 2,000 pounds or something like that? It's a it's lot. A, but, yeah, if we had Chipper, taken you, out of there with Were the, you ever stationed there at Key West? No. But, like, if we had tried to take out of, t- take off out of there with the externals fueled, we would have crashed. Like, no joke. Could, could you not just... uh? cranked up all four and just uh open the feeds for the externals and just and fed out of those for a while to burn them down we used to do that sometimes it, it was a weight situation like like you cannot get yeah. off that island with uh, um over a certain weight yeah you know what i was saying it was sometimes uh like when we were in the, in in afghanistan some of the fobs we were at were pretty small and if they had an excess fuel or something like that they would either just sit on the ground the engines running and just burn out of the externals because on h models and e models you can isolate the tanks on what you're feeding out of so we used to just pull out of the externals and drain those yeah i'm not a flight engineer 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably could have saved you a week of buckets. <laughs> hey, did you guys know that? Um, did you guys know this is the anniversary of the uh, uh, when the sound barrier was broken by Mr. Chuck Yeager? Did you guys know that? Today, I'm not, sir. I had no idea yeah. who, who he was, but like Edwards, he he used to go to Edwards like once a year and hold a dinner, and I, I got an invite to the dinner one year. And um, it was kind of cool. He like, you know, basically just told, I don't know what the Air Force version of sea stories is, you know. But um, at one point he said, every street on this base is named after a dead test pilot. And then someone said, what about Jaeger Boulevard? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true now, but. <laughs> yeah. I heard he was, I heard he was an asshole. Yeah. People that actually like, like got to like, had bad interactions. Like he was just a straight jerk. Hey, if I was Chuck Jaeger, I would be too. It was probably side effects. <laughs> probably side effects from all that fast flying, man. Like I guess born he was in 1920. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was one of my um not when I was there, but he was a commander of my of the first at some point. I think it was like a while before I got there, but I'd have to look it up. But he was commander of the first fighter squadron at some point. Well, I was like, Yeah, that's pretty sweet, dude. Now I, you know, work where he flew a bunch of shit and I I'm always like daydreaming he- about that stuff, like you know when you told me about the Valkyrie fitting in in a in in the um, oh yeah the place I'm always like dude this is rad. that's rad and then thinking about just trying to look back like what it would be like you know in the in the to see that the, in there yeah and see it in both places because it's yeah. on both sides oh you go down by test pilot school there's a F one hundred four on a stick um, and if you look at the tail of it there's actually a rocket motor that's built into it. Um, the company built two of those. They were used for high-altitude testing. They had to use the rocket motor to boost it to get it up into the upper levels of the atmosphere. That's the one that he didn't crash. Yeah, I think you uh, want to find uh, the one that he did, take a metal detector out to Rogers Dry Lake and walk around for a while. I think from the movie uh, The Right Stuff, where he just takes that that plane you're talking about and he just starts taxiing and the tower is like, uh, I don't have you. And he's like, well, it's Jaeger. He's got to be good. Apparently that was like true stuff. That's how he crashed it. He he got mad because somebody flew faster and higher than he did. So he just took it, didn't tell anybody, and they were the towers like, oh, I mean, it's Jaeger. I guess he's good. Like, whatever, let him go. Hey, I've got to sign off. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, appreciate no problem. Thanks Thanks for on and sharing your shenanigans. Thanks for your shenanigans. All that. All right. Good day. It was a pleasure having another C one thirty person on here. Yeah, yeah. scratchology tonight. <laughs> Our powers combined. Oh, she gone. Yeah. Therefore, oh, now it's more symmetrical, and my OCD is intact. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys ever hear about those those dudes that took airplanes? You know what I mean? Just like crew chiefs who basically took airplanes, like yeah, to fly them off and crashed them. That's pretty crazy, yeah. right? Yeah, there's Kendall a guy lost built- an Aero Club airplane. Crew chief took, guy- took it to Cuba. Well, there's a uh, guy Mildenhall. Uh, he was going through some marriage problems with his wife that was back in the States. And he told his wife that he'd be home and he just took a C-130 by himself. And he was staff sergeant. He was injury unqualified. So he knew how to start it, knew how to do everything. Paul Meyer. Sergeant and, Paul Meyer. Yep. Took off from Mildenhall. And apparently uh, after he passed Ireland and made it out of the ocean, he crashed. Even yep. though some 15s were scrambled from Lake and Heath. His body, well, no, it was 1969, so it couldn't have been 15s. It had to be something else. Probably uh, F4s. Uh, that's what I was thinking, yeah. F4s. Yeah, F4s well, or F5s, something like that. But it was in on May 23rd, 1969. 
uh, I guess he took it out and crashed it. Couldn't find his body. I guess Sergeant Meyer was, and this is, you know, I'm getting this off of uh, wearethemighty.com just to cite my sources, right? Uh, <laughs> Sergeant Meyer was under a considerable amount of stress in the days leading up to the theft. He was married just eight weeks before his deployment to England, and his wife constantly badgered him to come home because she was being sued by her ex-husband. Damn it. Um, yeah, I guess there was another one where an Army PFC, he took a Huey to the White House. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. So Army PFC Robert K. Preston, and this is still from We Are the Mighty. You know, I thought I thought we'd bring up some cool stuff. I thought about it back in my dome, you know. Uh, so he washed out of the Army Flight School in 1973, and he was determined to get under the rotors of an Army aircraft by any means. You know what I mean? So in night, let's see, February 17, 1974, Preston stole a Bell EU-H1 Huey helicopter from Fort Meade, Maryland. And flew it down the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, stopping at a trailer park along the way. That's crazy, man. He stopped, of course, it's a trailer park, right? Yeah, he stopped. He stopped <laughs> by a trailer. Hey, man, I gotta get my beer out of here. What kind of beer do you think he was drinking? It's probably Natty Light or like Natty Ice or PBR. PBR. Yeah. PBR? Mm-hmm. yeah, well, Let's... PBR. Schlitz. Old Milwaukee. Ooh, Schlitz. Gross. Ice House. You know, it's some of the old stuff. Yeah, let me see. Okay, the there helicopter was a Marine was... a few years back that stole an A4, flew yeah. it for like an hour and brought oh, it back. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, didn't I guess it either. I guess the dude that had the stole the helicopter, he buzzed the Washington Monument and the White House before touching it down <laughs> Might as well, on the White yeah. House. Yeah, he was sentenced to one year in prison and fined twenty four hundred bucks. That's it. Worth it. That's it. <laughs> it. Way worth it. Um. <laughs> There was a, there was a crew chief. Well, they say a mechanic. I'm guessing a crew chief that stole an FA6 Saber in the 1950s. Wow. Airman First Class George Johnson uh, on September 20, 1956, he hopped the cockpit of a Saber and went for a ride. <laughs> uh, yeah, fortunately, a burn retina from staring at an eclipse meant a plane. Yeah, so basically he could he could start it and take off, but the landing is the hardest part, I guess, right? See, that's the like when when I did Endro in school on one thirties, they they put you in the full motion on hydraulic stilts, you know, like the like Airbus and Boeing have for like their pilot training. They put you in one of those, so they teach you how to taxi, they teach you how to how to do everything, and they let you fly around. So like it, it's a full everything, and it's like you you're, you're teaching people how to do that and like you go through the checks and make sure everything's good and you don't have any eye cause or anything like that it, it wouldn't be hard but don't do what's it what's an eye cause i gonna say they don't have those on c-130s do that no 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 we have they're called a cause warning buzzer no they're well, called a cause yeah sorry not i cause a cause 15 16 guy a 10 guy we don't we don't do that we do we do you know ours are called the, advisory the caution stuff. and warnings it's funny how they changed the name of fucking everything, bro. <laughs> Dude, it's I a know. post-flight. It's a BPO pre. It's not the other thing. You know what I mean? It's a quick turn. It is, uh, you know, it's not the other names, bro. Pre-flight, through-flight. Dinosaurs BPO. will die, though. You know what I mean? If you, if you don't evolve, dinosaurs will die. Um, BPOs are always called combos. Combo inspections. Combo. Is that they, how they you last... said it, too? Did you say it like yeah. this is a combo? 
Hey, you sound like you're saying radio from the Midwest. It was, it was, it was a post-flight, pre-flight combo that would last us the inspection throughout the weekend. Pre-flight combo, for seventy-two hours. <laughs> you spent far too long in Ohio. Say sound right now. Sorry. Let's say, and then uh, bonus. You already mentioned it. There, Goodyear. This uh, Marine that uh, steals an A4, Corporal. La- oh, Lance Corporal mm. Howard Foot oh. Foodie. Foodie, foot. I don't know. It's F O O T E. So foodie, what? foot. Yeah. Foot. Foot. <laughs> we'll turn French. it up. Sure. Oh, oh, oh. yes. Oh, foot. Uh, yeah. He gassed up. The A seven intruder, right? A four. Four. Skyhawk, bro. Skyhawk. A four M Skyhawk. Listen, I don't even know what that is. It's kind of like a Delta wing type thing. They use. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. 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 It looks like a big mouth bass. For some yes. reason, I was, I was thinking about the... Well, that's the big scoop, right? No, that's the yeah. 7. The 4 had the A-7. intakes on top of the wings up here. Oh, oh that's right. That's they right, sat that's really right. high in the front. The A-7 reminds me of the of the F-35's competition that Boeing tried to put out. You know, that bullshit yeah. big mouth bass yeah. that's now He's, sitting at Pax River? Nope, it's actually at uh, right Pat. They're restoring it to put it in their oh. hangar. Oh, so they took it from... Pax River while I was sitting out there. Why? Yeah, if you fo- if you follow uh, the Air Force Museum in Dayton, um, they're restoring it in their restoration hangar so they can put oh, it into their, um, uh, what is it, the X-Plane exhibit. I would hate to be the pilot on that thing. And then, like, because you get made fun of. Like, yeah, man, check out this sweet, check out this sweet airplane <laughs> I fly, dude. Looks like you're flying like a big mouth bass, bro. Looks like somebody's <laughs> going to catch you in midair, dude. Funny is that's not what their intended final design was. That was just a concept demonstrator. If you actually look around, you can find the the pictures or the artist's renditions of what the final aircraft was supposed to look like, and it's not even close to resembling it. Yeah, it looks kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it definitely looks better than look what they today. presented. Yeah. But the one the one I really liked was the the YF twenty three, the Black Widow. Yeah. Oh, that, cool. that, that one was, was rad. Yeah. Like they should they should bring that out. They should redo There's been that. rumors that they want to try to resurrect it. But that, that, that was always cool to go to the right pat and see that in there because you're like, holy crap. Like that, holy that's older crap. now. I was a kid when I saw that. I went to right pat and holy crap. Have you ever been there? No. I'm kind of jealous. Shut up. I want to go there. <laughs> it's probably really the coolest. Did you say you were a kid when the YF-23 was flying? He was. No. Yeah, he was a baby. He's a baby. Hey. Uh, but no, were, that, 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 that was always the highlight is going down to Dayton to see uh, the museum because that museum is is amazing. If you've never been there, you have to at least try to go there once in your life because it gives they you a freedom boner when you walk in. Well, they have the other they have the other Valkyrie that's in there, the one that didn't crash that's in there. Um, they have a whole uh, like rocket exhibit now from like the what were the first ones? Gemini program, Songs. yeah, Mercury yeah, have, and Gemini, yeah. They have all those in there. They have Boxcar, the second B-29 to drop the atomic bomb that's in there. Um, they just finished the Memphis Bell after 15 cool. years of restoring it because it, it sat out next to the river down in, in Memphis, Tennessee, and it just rotted away until they finally moved it to the Air Force Museum. And I was probably in middle school when they started that restoration and they just finished it. So it, they they took a long long time to do it because they wanted to do it right um but did it's it on down, did it sit down by that big old bass pro shop pyramid 
Um, close to it. You guys ever seen that? Yeah, it's Alien. pretty cool. Have you, have you ever been in there? No, there's I want a ho- to. there's a hotel in there. You can stay at the hotel in there at Bass Pro, and the yeah. the river with all the trout and stuff is through the entire thing. It's it's massive. It's it's pretty neat. Um, but yeah, they got a lot of cool exhibits in there. Um, a couple of, like the early C-130s, a lot of the A4s. They have Colonel Olds, uh, his F4 Phantoms in there. Um, so they have a lot of historic pieces in there. That's pretty. The, the newest one yeah, was like a Suco 27 or the SU 27 that they restored. Um, that's in the like Cold War exhibit. They have a bunch of like MIGs and stuff in there, and it's pretty neat. Don't they have the Bird of Prey in there? That Boeing little thing. Yep. That thing is wild. That's crazy how that thing flies. So my dad was telling me when they uh, when they first came in with the F one seventeen and it still wasn't like declassed yet. They had it in the hangar and they had security forces around it, so you could get like within like a hundred feet of it, and that was it. Couldn't take pictures or anything because they still hadn't like blacked out the windows and you know demilled everything. But it was just sitting in there. But there was like you had to get like. Uh, background check to even go in that little exhibit to even see it like it was crazy but that was pretty neat speaking of historical things what else did they keep where we do janitorial services besides the valkyrie what else was in there was a hustler in there is that why they had um, little boxes named after that like what else was in there it had to be pretty big i know they had the fly out there. there for a while i thought 15s were next door where they're putting the new thing oh maybe yeah because when i, I got on 15s there they were just they had just moved from there down to shadow. Uh, I think 130s have been in there. Um, I don't know what else has been in there. It, it flip flops all the time, like mm-hmm. each different yeah. compound, it goes to like right. a different thing. So, I mean, there's right who knows. Yeah, I was just point. curious on what we kind of put but in there. <clears throat> Goodyear the seen it. I, I have cool, all the like original, original photos of the XB70 in, in that hangar. That's so really, cool. Really nice stuff. It's a third dude. 31 foot, it's 31 feet tall, bro. 31 feet tall, 296 feet long. Well, if you ever make it to Goodyear's janitorial office, um, he has the original pamphlet <laughs> the closet. from, from I'm gonna North America. In there. I'm going to go break in there today. I'm going to go steal him. I had two or three of these, but I gave him one. It's the original pamphlet um, from North America and that uh, basically tells you what it is, like the dimensions of it and everything. It's basically like the brochure that they gave to the buyer. So yeah, Dang, he has right. it up in his office now. You're welcome. I'm gonna go break in and steal him today. Don't touch my shit. I, you never know what'll happen. It wasn't me if it does happen. So. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I've uh, if you've ever been to the flight test museum on Edwards, uh, they only have a couple things on the XB70 there. But I thought about donating the rest of my stuff. Oh, let me get one before you donate. Let me get one before you donate. I have like 20 pieces of airmail that they flew on the first inaugural flight of the XB70. That's like certified. All the pilots signed it and stuff like that. I have a lot in that little green box. There's a lot of cool stuff in there. All right, dudes. Hey, it's getting close to where I got to get ready and go to work and do stuff at work. Actually, you know, I'm going to work today. I've never heard that before. No, I'm going to work today. with Dude, the weekend shift is a hard (laughs) shift. Really tough. Really strange, yeah. There's a lot of problems when you come in the next Monday. (laughs) Working hard at causing problems. (laughs) Yeah. It is right, known cool. now when you come into work, it's like, guess what weekends did? Oh, great. Uh, all right. Well, who's got a veteran program they want to talk about today? Anybody? Uh, I don't have a veteran program. Come on, program, dude. But you're back, have, you're back and you got nothing. 
That's your job. I got something for y'all. I got something for y'all. I don't know if you've covered it. Um, there's a new service. I know it. You know it's available in California, not necessarily for veterans, um, but there's a new hotline to call for suicide prevention. It's nine eight eight. From what I've been told, it's actually pretty good. It's completely confidential. They they're not trying to get your information. They're not trying to do anything other than talk you off the ledge and try to get you through the the difficult time that you're having. I actually do know two people who have used it and they absolutely raved about it being able to put them in a place where they were comfortable seeking help, which for a lot of people is probably one of the most difficult parts of getting better when life throws those things at you that you just feel like you can't recover from. So yeah. 988, just, just like 911, only it's focused specifically on suicide prevention. That's awesome. awesome. That's a, I'm yeah. glad that there's something out there like that, um, you know, because you have that. I mean, there's a number like that to call if you're going to dig, you know what I mean? So this is very important to people. And, you know, if you're having any issues, don't don't feel too prideful. Please just give it a call. See if it can help you out or, or give anybody around you a call because we hate to see friends go right yeah. <clears throat> or hear of yeah. friends, friends or family. You know what I mean? So hit them up. Hit us up. Yes. All right, well, I just sniffled. I gotta edit that out. <laughs> well, thanks, Goodyear, for coming on. We've been talking about it for a while. Well, sorry, but... I was late, guys. I got hung up in class and was going to regale you with stories of Key West that I partially remember and Canada TDYs. And we can always come back Man, next time. Listen, you can always come back on. You know, again, if you like to next week, if you want to, we can bring you on next week. Next week. We, want, we want to come on. <laughs> Can't do next week. I'm going to be camping, but uh, oh, you can do it. He's slow. You can do it from your camping. (laughs) No thing. Why not? You think to be fun? I'm going to hate myself when I go to edit that, and I'm going to be like, dude, I'm such a dumb dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm hungry. I'm going to go get some food before I go to work. You know. All right. Uh, All right. Where can you? Thanks for having uh, me, guys. Wait, where can you find us, bro? We're not pulling chocks yet. We haven't yes. We haven't done any plugs yet. Check us out, Buzzsprout through Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, and then all the normal social medias on Facebook, Instagram, X, YouTube, Discord, Rumble, Patreon, Grinder. Oh, Grinder. I think that's all the lists I have. Feet Finder. That's a, that's a new one. That's a new one. <laughs> I would have really enjoyed it Wait, more. If we're piggybacking said. off of Red's profile from Grinder, so that's why I he had to shave really, his. That's why he had to shave his head. I would have really enjoyed it more. Got all if messy. You, um, <laughs> if you did like the coffee talk talk when you when you did it, that's what that's what I think would have been better. But I'm not here to critique you, bro. You know what I mean? You can't always get what you want. Yeah. That's right. Just like the song say. All right. Love you guys. See ya. See ya. See ya. Love you. Chocks out. Did somebody say that? Chocks out? Yeah, I did the chocks out thing. Okay. No. Bye. 